Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I've got a special guest with us today, Mike Hayes. How are you doing, Mike? I'm wonderful because I'm here with you, Chris, and uh, I'm delighted to uh, be your guest today. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and getting to know your ideas and what you're doing out there in the world. Mike is a big proponent of helping educate people on the on-demand gig economy and what that looks like today, what the new economy is all about, and how to uh, work and exist and succeed in the, the, the changed world out there that is the on-demand gig economy. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into Mike's story and uh, how he sees some things trending that he's kind of seen before and there's some emerging opportunities from his, his history and broadcast and radio. But before we get into the nitty gritty in your story, can you just tell us at a high level, Mike, what is the on-demand gig economy? Certainly. And uh, anybody who's been struggling with marketing, uh, as many of us did over the years, I've made more mistakes than anybody as a right to and still be in business, especially, you know, with the emerging media and the way things have changed. Well, we finally solved that, and we solved it when we finally discovered that we were doing a lot of marketing in the wrong place, and that things had changed, really, to a different playing field. And what that is, is in the past, and I'll kind of explain how we got here, because uh, in the past, we had careers. And, and then those careers, we worked for a company, like I worked for NBC for 10 years in New York. Uh, that, that was a career path with a corporation. And then uh, things started to change and we, we went to more jobs and people started only staying with companies two or three years. And uh, now things have changed again. And those jobs have been renamed as gigs. And so uh, that's kind of where things have changed. It's gone from the incumbent economy, uh, careers and then jobs, into the on-demand gig economy economy. And the reason all of these words are very important, Chris, especially for this group, are the words on demand. So that's, that's of course, is on demand, you know, and now in the gig economy and how you can use these. Now, uh, when you're going to ask me about my background, but let me make crystal clear first that it's very important that people understand gig is not gigawatts or, you know, gig this. Or, <laughs> oops, sorry about that. Uh, let me just turn this off. This is live video, so I'm going to shut this off, and I will be back in action here. So, um, whoop, yeah, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, my apologies. Uh, so a, a gig, you know how in technology we go back to the past to find words that apply to the present. We redefine those words. That's all it is. It's just a job. It's a way to make money. It's a new way to make money. And with that, not only has come the redefinition of jobs, but also marketplaces for those jobs. And that's where the real opportunity is for course providers. Now, it's really going to change the whole course business. And that's that's what I hope to discuss today is to help people who are have courses and they're either struggling to get them really launched at the level they want to get them launched at, or they are already successful and they want to go from one level to the next level. And I've been there, done that. Uh, so that's what I'm here to talk with you about. 
Can you give a little more detail around the difference between a gig and a job and why the words on demand are so important and how that's different today? Yeah, uh, actually what I would recommend uh, so people understand this is not just Mike talking out of his hat, but uh, is to Google uh, the term on-demand gig economy. The reason I say this is because it actually comes up in a Google search two ways. Often it will be either gig economy and that'll come up or it'll be on-demand economy or it'll come up on-demand gig economy. So you never know. Uh, there are a little bit different parts of it, um, but what's important to discover when you Google it is folks, you're going to, see some eye-opening news from the major media all the way to academia, like uh, MIT Sloan Business School, Harvard uh, MBA Business School. Everybody is saying this is the biggest change. Like Robert Reich, uh, former labor secretary, says this is the biggest change in the workforce in 100 years. Okay, so this is a real sea change. This is a huge shift. And we all work in the umbrella of the economy. It, it's bigger than marketing. It's bigger than courses. It, 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 nothing surpasses the economy under which everything operates. So if you're operating under the uh, incumbent or the, the past economy, the things you're doing are old hat. And they're just not attention getting they're not working. It's not the way the world is really functioning mm -hmm. today. And so if you shift, wow, and you really understand the new rules of marketing and media and small business, solopreneurship, et cetera, that it's operating in the on-demand gig economy, now you have your bearings. Wow, I was playing baseball on a football field. Now I'm in the right place. So I, I want you to Google it. And that's a, one of the key points is awareness about it. There's so many new opportunities. Uh, you're going to be thrilled. If you've been struggling or, or lost, you know, you just maybe needed a little reorientation. It, it, there's some new things to learn. There's a transition. I call it a transformation because you do have to kind of transform your thinking a little bit. But there's some great information, but it is dramatic information, truly. And it's not for me. It's the whole world and it's global as well. So um, I just want to make sure that every, and where did it come from? Okay. Well, we lost about 9 million jobs in 2008. So things had to change right there. People were struggling and entrepreneurs like us, like your audience, we're problem solvers. So, you know, when we see a problem, find a need and fill it, all of these entrepreneurial minds got thinking about new ideas, Airbnb and Uber. And that kind of launched it, but then all the creative minds and money people saw this and saw that, wow, you know, Airbnb is bigger than Hilton. So all of a sudden they started pour money into supporting the on-demand gig economy, looking at it. And the marketplaces that already existed started to grow and expand and develop and, and add new things into these marketplaces. So that's kind of the background, but I want to make sure I'm clear. So please, Chris, ask me any other questions about that, that we had careers, they became jobs where we earn money, 
through often we we turned over our economic security to companies who would hire us and pay us and now gigs are really solopreneur self-employment freelance jobs that we either create ourselves or provide to major companies to hire us to do a, a function maybe temporarily like my partner chuck would hire you know, various uh, marketing, you know, talent and pay as much as $150,000 a year. If you want to work for a corporation, maybe you're a life coach. Maybe you want to work for yourself. Maybe you want to get new clients. Maybe you want to work part-time to get some financial freedom or some extra money, or maybe you're in retirement and you want, you know, a side gig. Okay. So that's why I launched side gig school side job school so there's the job market and now we're in the gig market and to clarify everybody knows what a resume is right yeah it's a description review a presentation you'd send off to a company so mm -hmm. let's concentrate on those two things one a resume and two a company who would receive it and then hire you to do some work so let's change that resume to online multimedia presentation so it's a little it's a marketplace a little more you know visual and presentation to it and then instead of a company it's a marketplace where the company can go to the marketplace and find you or the the public can go and find you because they need a life coach or a business coach or something so does that clarify it that definitely clarifies <clears throat> and uh I just want to highlight the fact that you're doing a great job guiding us into this new economy. And for a lot of people out there, sometimes we may be operating with the same mental models of how we think the world works and what's going on. But what happens in the background is reality shifts and changes, you know, new models apply and you're really, you know, shining the light on some of these transitions that have happened or still happening and uh, you know how to change and, and benefit, get unstuck, or just benefit further by you know understanding the new game. So that's that's really helpful. I wanna I wanna before we kind of go deeper into gig marketplaces and the on demand gig economy, I want to hear a little bit more about your story and just kind of your career path, your job path, your gig path, and how you came to be. Uh, a guide, if you will, into this this new world of the on-demand gig economy. Okay, uh, quick story. It's kind of funny, so I won't dwell on it. But I literally was sitting at home one day in Michigan and decided uh, there was more to life than just sitting on my butt in the couch. And so I literally went out, put my thumb out, hitchhiked to New York, walked into NBC in New York, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, and said, I'd like to apply for a job. And the gal says, we don't have any jobs. And I said, well, I checked all the way here from Michigan. Let me at least give you a resume. And so I filled in. Actually, it wasn't even a resume. It was an application. I filled it in and slid it through the window. I'm literally walking out the door, Chris, and I hear the gal say, hey, you graduated from Eastern Michigan? I said, yeah. She said, I graduated from Eastern Michigan. Come back in here. Yeah. She hired me to be an BC page, which is harder to get into than Harvard, truly, if you look at the statistics. So it was just a miracle from taking an action, you know what I mean, instead yeah. of whatever. Uh, but I took an action, I did something, and 
I got hired and I spent 10 years at NBC and it's kind of like a, that was when my real education started. Um, so they, they put me through a training system and I was there for 10 years. I became a documentary director and I traveled every major sporting event in the country and, and the world for NBC sports and news. And I did a million things, worked with Johnny Carson, created the Johnny Carson talk show game. And that's when I became an entrepreneur at heart. Okay. And I, I, I never wanted to need the big guy again for my success. So I loved entrepreneurs and bootstrapping things. Um, so I spent uh, a lot of years there. I learned a lot. And then I went on to uh, CNN and at, at CNN, I created a show called Keys to Success because, again, my entrepreneurial spirit. And I knew the media would allow me to reach out to the biggest names in entrepreneurship. I've interviewed Oprah Winfrey. I've interviewed Donald Trump, Steve Wozniak. I spent a half day with Steve when they were launching Apple at Apple and at his home. And literally hundreds of the top entrepreneurial minds in the world. Two things happened. One. Uh, I caught the bug and I wanted to become an entrepreneur after talking to them. And two, I decided to use my knowledge of the media uh, to help make the media affordable to the small and medium-sized profit-oriented business or entrepreneur. And so I took everything that I learned from them and I started working as a publicist. And then I discovered the television infomercial industry. It was just starting, and I got a call by a guy and asked me if I would produce a, a direct response commercial for this guy named Tony Robbins. So I actually produced one of Tony Robbins' very first TV direct response commercials back in the day. But I, I was in the room with 60 other people when they started the National Infomercial Marketing Association, that's what it was called back in the day, 60 people. And I saw it grow from that all the way to where it is today, which is a $350 billion industry, okay? So to see that, and then what happened was we had the big crash in 2008, and uh, the digital world really took off, okay? So everything that I'd learned changed. And I think one of the, f the first things that really happened in the on-demand gig economy in the digital age was the media was affected first. So first, I started tracking what I called the big media shift, okay? Because that was, that, that, it was like the canary in the room, you know, that showed, wow, this is really being affected, you know? And uh, so I saw it early on because of that. And uh, then I saw everything else shifting too, you know, following along like dominoes, everything started to fall and, and adapt and shift and change. And, and I realized, man, all of a sudden, everybody in the world thought they were a marketer. And all of a sudden, it was so difficult, you know, to really clarify and communicate with people. And I thought something is, I got to dig deeper because I, I was trained by NBC you know, to observe and report as a documentary director. So I used all of those skills to really look into it and really drill down. I wanted to get to the core of what was happening. And then all of a sudden I discovered, you know, that this was uh, a shift towards something. And all of a sudden Airbnb and all of these other sites and then Upwork and 
Fiverr and, you know, freelance.com, freelancer.com. And, um, but this was really becoming a big thing. And then when I started talking to people about it, all of a sudden, holy cow, I really want to, I got to know about that, Mike. So all of a sudden it was like, instead of being in a place where everybody could do something, all of a sudden I had unique information. You know what I mean? That I knew where we were and so many people didn't. Okay. Then all of a sudden I went, whoa, I got to run with this. This is fun. This is awesome. And there's so many opportunities in it that I really decided to make it my mission in life. And, and, and I say that, I don't say that lightly because that's part of a key to success is when you can take something you're good at and really have enough passion that it literally becomes a life's mission for you. That's when you really are happiest and maximize your success. So, uh, Basically, that's kind of how I got here, and uh, there's a lot that I brought now from my history to the present in the on-demand gig economy. Does that? Well, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense, and I know um, uh, at least a, a lot of the younger generation or the younger world they don't have as much perspective and experience, and you know, there's a uh, you know things shift, and they don't necessarily know how it was before, like. I, I still, I grew up in a time when phones were attached to walls and they had a cord on them. But, uh, I mean, I, I have friends and colleagues who grew up with the internet. I didn't get the, I didn't really use the internet till high school or college or whatever. So, uh, to have deep perspective is really valuable. And, um, and you can do things like pattern recognition and drawing, you know, seeing, seeing trends and similar similarities, or you get that hunch, like, wait a second, I've been here before. This is kind of like that. And I know you start you started seeing things related to being a producer and being around uh, the infomercial space with uh, online courses and the on-demand gig economy. So can you help uh, a lot of people watching this and listening to this? I'm sure they've seen like OxyClean or whatever the popular infomercials there have been out there. But how do you tie in what you were seeing there in the media to what's happening today? Okay, let, let me try and start at the bullseye there that, um, you know, there's people probably have courses or probably have tried posting on Upwork or Fiverr and maybe they didn't get hired. Uh, and that's what I understand about is that it's words. There are words that you post and those words either get you hired or don't get you hired. That's a presentation. And where, where my miraculous lightning bolt hit me was I had a guy call me one and said, Mike, I've spent $100,000 trying to market this product and it's just not selling and I'm ready to quit. I'm beside myself. Can you help me? And I said, well, I don't know, but I listened to the story and I, I realized he was using words to describe his offer that were reducing the value of his offer in the mind of the recipient. And, and literally, I changed one word. I'll tell anybody the story who wants to contact me of what that one word was and how it came about. We went from a self-described miserable failure to a $200 million success story. One of the biggest hits in the history of the direct response industry. And that's when I realized that it's, it's about the words that you use to describe something. Are you maximizing and energizing the offer? Because there are offers I see out there that are like Dracula. They suck the life out of you. They de-energize 
energize you, you know? And there's some that are like, wow, that's great. I really want to learn about that. So when you have a, the right presentation, it really comes down to two things, just presentation and distribution. So uh, what I realized is that if you have knowledge and experience uh, about how to define something and describe it in a way that energizes people and brings life to it, uh, that's very, that can make the difference between a failure and a building an empire. It's, it, it literally comes down to being that simple if you understand it. You can't describe anything and make it valuable, but you can change something. And then, uh, then the distribution. So when I learned that, then I realized, and I would look at these marketplaces and I'd look at the offers being made. And that's, oh, there was a, one more part of modern study by GoDaddy and a company called Alignable. And what they uh, learned is that today, people want to find a free or affordable way to test a new product or service before they buy. So that's when I realized, oh, okay, so what these marketplaces need to offer is a way to test a gig or to try a gig or learn more about it before they hire somebody from the, these gig marketplaces. Okay. And so that's when I realized that my background in presentations uh, would be very important to explaining it to people, helping them understand it. What kind of presentations do people want? Well, today with mobile, and look at, look at the growth of Audible with Amazon. It's, it's gone from like, you know, when they bought it, it's, it's gone to 70 million users or something like that. People like audio because they can listen to it on the phone. They can exercise it's mobile and so that's a great place to great way to tell your story so you have to have the right story and then i thought gee i could use my background as a you know nbc news interviewer and documentary interviewer and everything to help interview people about their story and bring it out of them and turn it into an audio book that becomes their presentation on the gig marketplaces so uh, i was telling you a little bit earlier about but, you know, the marriage of the presentation and the marketplaces. But before I go into that, I want to turn it back over to you to see if I left out anything, if you have any questions, uh, you know, that I can clarify for you before I kind of explain that. So just to, just to reiterate the main points, if you were to compare and contrast certain pieces of the infomercial space with the, the new economy, like what equals what today? Okay, that's a good question. So let's let's think of a, a presentation. And I thought the course is the perfect presentation because now you're providing value. Provide it's like a Baskin Robbins. They have the little pink spoon where hey, you want to try this? You know, a little yeah. taste of this ice cream. Okay, so it's a way to get a little taste of you from your heart. I always say that you know, uh, three thousand years ago, the human voice uh, was the best communication channel. You know, the Buddhist tool, uh, the human voice, the Buddhist tool. You have uh, Martin Luther King, you know, you have uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So the human voice is the best way to change a person's heart, okay? That's another reason I'm a big believer in the human voice and, and audio. So what you have is you have, you know, in the past, we'd work with uh, commercials and infomercials. And infomercials were a way to provide information that would be 
enough to get you to buy the product, okay? So I look at these courses as the modern equivalent of the infomercial and that you can, if you're, let's say a life coach or speaker, whatever, let's say a life coach, you can give enough information so that they're buying your course, but maybe that course upsells them into your coaching program or your retreat or something else. That's the perfect way that the direct response industry has worked for decades, all right? So you have two things. So that's your story. You want it to be, if you make it good enough that it is a purchase, now you have uh, revenue generating, self-liquidating advertising. Instead of paying for advertising, it's a profit center. That's right. beautiful. doesn't get any better than that. I used to spend three to $5,000 a month in USA Today classified ads. Now it's free, okay? So that's beautiful. Then the distribution. Now, if you look at the marketplaces as, as though they were the cable TV networks where we used to run these infomercials and pay thousands or tens of thousands of dollars a month to run them on air so people could see it because they can't hire you if they don't know about you or your presentation. But it's really that simple. So the analogy is your course is ideally your story selling infomercial, okay, or better if it's going to be effective, right? And then your distribution, instead of running it on air, run it on the marketplaces. Run it on Fiverr, run it on Upwork, run it on whatever one is the ideal marketplace for you. Like you wouldn't run, you know, uh, um, maybe a man's product on Lifetime cable TV back in the day because women were watching it, you know? So you, you have to find the right marketplace for your message too. But really, that is the key. That that was the light bulb moment for me. I saw the analogy there, and I know you know I made like I always said I've made more mistakes than anybody has a right to and still be in business. So kind of been there, done that. I know what to do and I know what not to do. Yeah, that's that's really brilliant. And I like to say that you know the true power of the internet is not the access to the information. It's that's cool, but it's really the connection and these marketplaces like the ability to offer a service and literally deliver it to a client i've had a lot of clients in australia of all places i live on the other side of the earth and you know <laughs> you can do that now you could not do that 10 years ago and uh distribution and then the the true scale of the the web the internet and also the uh just the connections that can be made are, are really mind-blowing when you think about that. And that is the new economy. There's one more part of that, too. Back in the day, you mentioned OxyClean. You, if they didn't like it, they returned it. You had to deal with shipping and handling a physical product, pay for the shipping and handling, and then handle returns, too. Yeah. You know. Well, now with digital information products, uh, you know that now there's no shipping and handling, so you can send it globally. Globally, you know, there's no no wait to you know worry about the uh, FedEx or UPS distribution. It's absolutely free, and it's just absolutely brilliant. So, you know, when you see those things and uh, and understand where you are, you get your bearings. If you know where you are, then 
you know, you work your way out of a confusion by getting your bearings. So if you're confused, you're probably in the incumbent economy, you're not current. And so it's time to learn a little bit more, create some awareness, get your bearings, know where you are, and stop, start to operate accordingly, and you'll see things really turn around for you. That's awesome. Well, just to kind of brainstorm with a listener out there who may be very aware of online courses, but they're kind of intrigued by what you're saying about uh, upselling or positioning courses as, as part of a, a product suite or an offer suite. Um, what are some ideas that a course creator could upsell into in the new on-demand gig economy? To me, the other most important word, more important than te te technology, is creativity and, and uh, open-mindedness, adaptability, and taking action so that uh, a good story can overcome almost anything. If you, you know, it's like a computer program. It's garbage in, garbage out. If you have a lousy story, I don't care how you deliver it. It's not, it doesn't make anybody buy anything. It doesn't only right. go under their head, buy this course now. <laughs> you can't do that. That's right. So, so uh, if you have a great story, you can distribute it anyway because it's yeah. a great story. It's going to compel people, okay? So first you have to have a great story, and uh, then you have to distribute it. So then it's creativity. If you, you know, creativity is free, it's in your brain, okay? But the other thing is, I think the human skull is something like seven uh, centimeters thick or something, I, I forget. But uh, if you have a great idea, but it's behind that skull, nobody can see it. Right. It's great. It could be a multi million dollar idea and nobody knows about it. It's locked away. So you have to unleash it, you have to put out digitize it into a story so that people can see it, get it, and then distribute it globally. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's news, you know, something that is attention-getting. And the beauty is about working digitally, if you have the right information, if you have the right strategy, if you have the right attitude, which is a uh, growth mindset, instead of a fixed mindset. So there are going to be some people watching this and they're just in a fixed mindset. They're just, oh, this is the way I grew up and I can't adapt and that's fine. Uh, but those people that are in a growth mindset and can adapt and adjust, the beauty of this new approach as opposed to, look at the investment. When you invested in a commercial, you spent a lot of money. When you invested in an infomercial, you spent a lot of money. If it didn't work, you were really deep in debt. And what were you going to do if you made a mistake? Redo it? You know, not many people have the cojones to go do that, okay? So you have to be really, really careful. Well, when you can work in the digital age and it's so cost effective, that you can afford to make mistakes, get feedback, and go out with the attitude. Folks, I'm here to super serve the super interested. 
So if you're really interested in this topic, I'm your guy. Today's the day. This is the place. I'm ready to super serve you. And I want to listen to what you have to say. My attitude is if I don't have a chapter on something you want to know, you tell me what it is. I will not only produce it, I will produce that for you. Even if you are the only person on the planet Earth that wants that information, I will produce that chapter for you. That's super serving the super interested, okay? So that that's a key is to be able to learn, listen, and then deliver. So you can create a boot camp. Actually, you can even pre-sell a boot camp um, to before you even produce it, okay? So that's a cool thing to get at least some of the cash up front and listen to your market and then produce it over the next, you know, six weeks or six months. Uh, and listen to them. And if you've got the goods that you can deliver the key, which is a transformation, okay, so that people buy courses for the transformation that it will give them, not for the course, okay? Uh, they, they might have a good intention. Oh, that'll help my life when they buy the course. But really, what, what's really going to satisfy and make them happy? is when you are delivering a transformation in their life that will, you know, either give them what they want temporarily or even permanently. And what's going to give you the most personal happiness is when you can take that mission, that, that commitment, I should say, uh, to get them that transformation and change their life and turn that into your life's mission then you can really achieve true personal happiness and financial success and all the other things that go with that. But that, that, those are the, the keys. So it's really one of my key mentors taught me, Mike, you are successful. The moment you make a true commitment to your success, not a half-baked commitment, a true commitment, because that means you will do what, Ever it takes to be successful. And so you're, you're successful the moment you make that because now, now it's just a matter of time. And my attitude is if I have a low cost way to go about it and I can do it effectively, I can't fail unless I quit and I don't quit. So, you know, you take action, you move forward, and you see what happens. You get off of your couch, you go hitchhike to New York. No, I'm only kidding. But you take some action, you know, it's action. That's why I called my show where I interviewed, you know, Oprah down. I call the keys to success in action. Because oddly enough, the people who take action succeed. And those who don't, don't. <clears throat> That's so, so true. I, I like to call that trait in a person batteries included. So if you have batteries included, you're not waiting for permission. You have a bias towards action. That's the biggest competitive advantage there is out there. And you'd be surprised what, no what doors you knock on that, you know, you can get into simply for, for taking action. So what well, you've, you've, I love that batteries included, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You great. Great. You've given us so much value here and I know the listener really appreciates it. I've seen what you're up to at sidegigschool.com. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you want to, see Mike's course that does a deeper dive on the on-demand gig economy and goes into more detail. I highly recommend it. But uh, Mike, I, I really want to just thank you for coming on the show and sharing your, your passion and, and your wisdom and your commitment with us. 
Um, if people want to find out more about you and more about the on-demand gig economy, where else can they go? Easiest place is just go to gigmarketplaces.com. Join us on Facebook. Uh, we, we've got some really exciting things going on. Uh, aside from the peer-to-peer networking they can do about getting feedback about their presentation from their peers, that's that's a huge part of it. The, the, the uh, Facebook group is free, so you can't lose unless you don't join. Uh, and secondarily, because of my media background, I've got connections. We're doing contests and giveaways ways like helping people achieve as featured on NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. Uh, We're going to have contests because I know how to help them get that status that they can then post on with their picture on their course and all these great logos around their course that shows they've got credibility. So we're doing some really exciting things that are going to help people uh, with their courses get gigs, get upsells, and have a lot of fun doing it. So that that's really key. Just go to gigmarketplaces.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Mike, and we're going to have to do it again sometime. I enjoyed it. Thank you.